1: continues his desperate effort to solve the mystery of the Ghost Brigade. Wraith-like creatures out of the dim and distant past, who strike again and again, causing fear and panic to sweep the city of Metropolis.
2: I thought Mayor White was pulling a past one, blaming everything on ghosts. But by gosh, it's true. Yeah, well, why don't the mayor do something about it? He'd better, or by golly, we'll get a new mayor. (laughs)
3: 322 years ago, gang, a fellow named Peter Minuit was doing some trading with the American Indians. He was swapping beads for corn and money for blankets when the Indians, a little short on cash, offered to throw an island of theirs called Manhattan into the deal in return for $24. Peter Minuit consulted with his friends to make sure he wasn't overpaying and finally agreed to buy Manhattan. But he never dreamt that the property, the little island, would someday grow into one of the greatest cities in the world with monumental skyscrapers, subways, and stores that cover the once grassy meadows and green hills, and that the empty fields would one day house millions of people and become headquarters for the United Nations? How could he know that what he had bought for $24 would develop into the tremendous metropolis of New York City, and that it would be the result of many people working side by side, all kinds of people? Yes, New York City, as we know it today, is the result of the work of the Dutch, who first settled here, of the English and French, who came not much later of the Protestants, Catholics, and Jews who had fled to the New World to escape religious persecution. It was the work of the African Negroes who came in slavery but remained to build freedom. Millions and millions of people from the four corners of the world, of all colors and religions and nationalities, who came to Peter Minuit's little island. They gave it their labor, their ideas, and their devotion. And they created a miracle. Yes, gang, all those people working together transformed a grassy little island into New York City, capital of the world.
1: And now, The Adventures of Superman! For almost a week now, the city of Metropolis has seemingly been haunted by the ghosts of villains long dead. First, the bloodthirsty pirate Captain Kidd. Then Nero, the emperor tyrant of ancient Rome. Then Geronimo, the infamous Indian chief. And now, last but not least, Lucrezia Borgia, the Italian noblewoman of the 15th century, whose specialty was murder by poison. (coughs) And with each mysterious appearance of these villains risen from the dead, a catastrophe has struck Metropolis. But Superman now has a clue to the origin of the Ghost Brigade. We find him in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, at the Wax Museum on the grounds of the deserted Metropolis Amusement Park. The two-story frame structure is dark and lonely, and as Kent moves silently through the dusty rooms filled with wax statues of famous people posed in amazingly lifelike attitudes, he pauses at a pedestal that had been empty at his previous visit now it is reoccupied by the wax figure of a woman who left her deadly mark on the pages of history, Lucrezia Borgia, the poison murderess.
0: So, you're back, eh? Back on your pedestal. Earlier today, 50 people in a restaurant took sick because of poisoned food, and you were seen wandering around the kitchen. But that's impossible. You're made of wax. You don't live and breathe. (laughs) What?
4: (laughs) That's what you think. Who said that? I did And I know... Oh,
0: I didn't see you behind me.
4: Kind of sneaked up on you, didn't I?
0: Why, yes, (laughs) you did. Who are you?
4: (laughs) Never mind who I am. Who are you? And what are you doing here? Uh,
0: I'm I'm a newspaper reporter. You must be the watchman.
4: Yes, sir. (laughs) I take care of all these folks up here. Take care of them real good, I do. (laughs) Sure you do. They
0: look fine. You know, I'll wager you could help me... As I said, I'm a newspaper reporter. I'm looking for a story.
4: Oh, a story, eh? Uh-huh. <laughs> a story in the papers?
0: That's right. We uh, might even use your picture.
4: My picture, eh? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you see, what I want for my story is some information about these wax statues. I'd like listen to find... Wait a
4: minute there, son. If you want to write a good story, don't you call them statues. What? They're folks. Same as you and me. Man who made them breathe life into them.
0: Oh, you're not serious.
4: Now, you listen... Many's the night I've heard him talking, right here in this room. You have? Yes. And I heard him get off these here stands, walk clear out of the building.
0: Well, how could they? The door was locked, wasn't it? Mm.
4: Two locks and doors, stop posts.
0: Oh. Well, now, tell me, did you ever come up here when they were talking or or moving around?
4: Yep. Once i come up to find Captain Kidd had gone away. And then, then there was Jesse James. they go away... But they always come back.
0: Did you ever actually see the move?
4: Last night it was. Everything was quiet. And all of a sudden, I heard one of them moving. I ducked out into the hall real quiet. And I saw this one here.
0: The Indian? Geronimo? Yep. Saw him walk out. And then this morning, he was
4: back again. Yeah. You don't believe me, huh? Well, all I can tell you is that I've been living with these folks ten years. And I know them better than anyone. I say they ain't just wax statues. I say they got life in them.
0: Golly, it, it was enough to make your flesh crawl, Chief. Standing there in that dim, musty room surrounded by wax figures and that poor, cackling old man telling me they had life in them. Well, maybe they have. I am ready to believe anything now. Oh, blast that phone has been ringing all day. Yes, now what? Who? No, no, I can't see him. I'm busy. Tell him I'm tied up Ed with... Fitz... with Councilman Hammer, you'd better see him, Chief. What? Be smart, Chief. Huh. Oh, all right. All right, send him in. Politics. Why did I ever get into it? Why? Now, oh, now, calm down. Don't let Hammer know you're on edge.
2: I'm sorry to interrupt, Your Honor. No,
0: come in, come in. Close the door.
2: Thank you. As I said, Your Honor, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have some important matters to discuss with you privately, if Mr. Kent doesn't mind. Not at all. See you later, Chief. Stay right where you are, Kent. What?
0: In case you don't know it, Hammer, Mr. Kent is not only one of my reporters, but a close personal friend. Anything you have to say to me can be said in front of him.
2: Very well, sir. Then I shall proceed. Go
0: on. I'm listening.
2: Your Honor, as you are well aware, for almost a week now, the city of Metropolis has been subjected to a reign of terror. Oh, now that's a little strong, don't you think, Mr. Hammer? There have been a few unfortunate accidents, but that's all. Oh, that's all, is it? You call ghosts haunting the city an accident? You call well, just a moment. What about the invasion of Metropolis by gangsters and racketeers? The tailor shop that was blown up this morning because the proprietor refused to pay for protection? You call that an accident? You who supposedly drove the rackets out of the city. I did grab them out. I put my cakey behind bars. I cleaned up the troubles from stem to stern. Unfortunately, sir, it's dirty again. Extremely dirty. And I've come to tell you, as chairman of the special investigating committee of the city council, I am about to recommend that you be impeached, removed from office, and a new mayor elected, unless... Why, you wrote Just down. a minute, chief. Just a minute. Unless what, Mr. Hammer? Unless Mr. White agrees to appoint me his deputy mayor with full powers to act in the event, uh, let us say, he should leave the city for a vacation. What? If I am so appointed, I will report to the city council that my investigation has completely exonerated his mayor. Well,
0: look here, Hammer... What are you trying to do? Make a deal with me?
2: I suppose you might call it that. Well, you know what I call it?
0: The slimiest piece of political skullduggery I've ever heard of. And unless you'd like your nose pushed into the back of your head, I'd advise you to get out of this
2: office and stay out. Don't you lay hand me. Don't you dare. Get out I said, Get out. I'm getting out. But only temporarily. I'll be back, Mr. White, as the new mayor of Metropolis. As for you, you've cooked your goose. Go through. You're finished. You're
1: you're not finished. Not by a long shot. The real battle hasn't even begun. Don't miss the climax of today's episode for a new twist in the mystery of the Ghost Brigade.
3: Keep listening. Gang, 25 years ago, in 1923, the first non-stop transcontinental flight was made. To Americans, that flight was something tremendous, almost unreal. Imagine flying across America in only 27 hours. That was speed, fellas. That was traveling. Well, nonstop transcontinental flights are old hats today, but the new transcontinental speed record isn't. Two years ago, Colonel W.H. Council flew a P-80 jet-propelled monoplane from New York to Los Angeles in four hours, 13 minutes, and 25 seconds at the fantastic speed of 580 miles an hour. Can you imagine that? Almost the same course that it took 27 hours to fly in 1923 can be flown in four hours today. Well, gang, there's no two ways about it. The world has shrunk since 1923. That's why people say we're all living in each other's backyards. From China, France, India, Palestine, it's all just a hop, skip, and jump right to your door. Grab a plane and you're there in no time. Now, we all know that to keep peace in our own backyard, we've got to stay in good terms with our neighbors. Who likes angry hollering over the fence or bike tires without air in them? Nobody. And that's what happens when neighbors quarrel. Well, the same thing goes on internationally, too. Every country is our next-door neighbor now, and if we want to keep peace, we've got to stay on good terms with them all. Neighbors can be awful pains in the neck if they're always squabbling, but swell fun if they're real friends. So let's do all we can to preserve peace among the peoples of the world. And now...
1: Back to the adventures of Superman. It is early the following morning, and in the state penitentiary, Mike Hickey, former racketeer and political boss of Metropolis, sent to jail by Perry White, receives a familiar visitor, his henchman, Turkey Morgan. There is a self-satisfied smirk on Hickey's bloated face, and his beady eyes gleam triumphantly as Turkey whispers across the table, separating them.
2: Everything's working out fine, boss. We started moving in yesterday, and we're getting results already. Good. What about Perry White? He's doing tail spins. He came out in the paper saying he cleaned up the city. And right after that, we started cutting up a few touches. (laughs) (laughs) He must be purple by now. Yes. (laughs) Wish I could see it. You will, boss. How about the other angles? Our pals, the ghosts. (laughs) They're doing fine, but... Except, uh... Except what? Well, yesterday we saw that dame from the Daily Planet, the reporter, in the Wax Museum. Name, reporter? You mean Lois Lane? Yeah. There was a young squirt with it. They were snooping around. But like I said, I uh, don't know how close they are. If they were in the Wax Museum, they're too close, Tucky. Get rid of them. For keeps? Yes, for Keats. That Lane girl helped send me up here. See you and that other reporter, Kent. want you to get them both if you can. Get them and shut them up for good.
1: Mike Hickey has issued a deadly order. Turkey Morgan nods obediently. Even in prison behind bars, Hickey is a power to be feared. And now his murderous venom is aimed at Lois and Jimmy. Gang, tomorrow Superman finds himself in an utterly hopeless position. So don't miss it. Be sure to listen, same time, same station, for Episode 9 of The Ghost Brigade on The Adventures of Superman.
3: (laughs) Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
4: Welcome back. Well, I wasn't surprised by the Lucretia uh, Borgia revelation but i do like how they're deepening the sense of mystery in this story also uh, i like the poem in the first uh in episode seven at the first commercial break that was uh really clever and uh thought-provoking and uh when perry white lost it on the uh guy from the city council it was the first time he's lost his temper where i felt this is just totally appropriate, and you go Adam Perry. All right, well, we'll find out what happens. Join us for part nine on Sunday. In the meanwhile, send your comments to adamadamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.